In the movie Jesus Revolution, Pastor Chuck is running a small, failing church in California when he meets Lonnie and welcomes the hippie movement into his church. Lonnie takes a role as a speaker alongside the pastor, and the church rapidly grows. But as the movie progresses, you can see fame taking its toll on Lonnie. He becomes convinced that no one can do what he is doing. No one can attract the crowds. Pastor Chuck tells Lonnie he needs to check his ego, that a movement isn't about one person. This is true for any of us. The world turns with or without us. There are great sweeping energies across the globe that help determine our collective experience. And no matter our individual place in all this, these energies do not depend on us. We may influence the exact outcome of events, but they are happening one way or another. And they're so powerful that should you ignore them in your efforts to succeed, you'll find yourself pushing a boulder uphill. So in this episode, we'll talk about observing these energies and learning to step into them and flow with the power of something much greater on your way to more rapid success. This is the Heart Body Business Podcast. Inspiration, tips, and tools for entrepreneurs seeking a more fulfilling type of success. One that stems from exploring and expressing their true passion and purpose and finding healthy ways to do so. All coupled with insights and action items to get a business moving in the right direction. I'm Steve, your host, and I invite you to learn more at heartbodybusiness.com. Mark Zuckerberg may have developed Facebook, a company that has shaped many lives, but the rise of social media didn't depend on him. The internet had forms of exchanging information with others for years before that. There were forums similar to Reddit where people would post and respond to topics. There was AOL with its chat rooms. And there was MySpace, the first real global social network. With the internet in place, in some way, people were bound to communicate, share pictures, and eventually share videos. In other episodes, I talk about our influence on one another through three consciousness centers. But with the internet, you could say our collective consciousness took form and gave us a way to influence one another in more concrete ways. And just as we do internally, we have the opportunity through the web to influence one another from the gut, brain, or heart. That is, from survival elements related to the body from personality interests, or from our highest self, our compassionate inner genius. The latter rarely wins out because it is not the ruling force of our day, but energy is moving in its direction. It is our destiny as humanity. That said, we can see how these exchanges were going to happen, and it was only a matter of who organized that, who packaged it in the best possible way for the world to consume. Zuckerberg did not create the opportunity, nor could he have, but he responded to it in a way that influenced the inevitable outcome. Like Lonnie in the movie, though, the continued rise and evolution of social media and VR and augmented reality, which Zuckerberg's company Meta is also working on, 
These will happen with or without him. Ego, which we associate with the brain, can and should be checked at the door, especially when you are having an influence on this scale. That's when real mastery asks the heart to rule. But what does this tell us for business success? Henry Ford did not invent the wheel or develop the internal combustion engine. Yet he took the forces available in his day and found a way to package them into an automobile that people could afford, into something that could be adopted on a mass scale. In a similar way, with the internet today, you can honestly learn practically anything you want if you will simply take the time to find those who are freely talking about it through websites and videos. Yet we have people making countless billions selling courses and ebooks online with that same information, just packaged in a valuable way. Clearer instructions, perhaps, organized in a step-by-step fashion, vetting out useless information. If we wish to grow our businesses, we need to remember that we're not here creating opportunity. We are not here to tell the world what it needs and what will come next but we can observe the forces at play and the tools we have to work with and ask ourselves, how can I improve on this or make it more accessible? The internet first gave us the ability to send an email and post to a message board. Then someone asked, how can I make this better? Could we let people post pictures in some way? Apple didn't make something brand new on its way to becoming worth a trillion dollars. It did not create the first home computer, but it created an operating system that made it easier to use. It did not invent ways of listening to music from home. It didn't even develop the first MP3 player. That distinction belongs to a company you've probably never even heard of and that I might not pronounce correctly, Saihan Information Systems. Its first player launched in 1997, four years before the iPod. But Apple took the idea mainstream by packaging it in an elegant player with tons of storage and a long-lasting battery. Apple, again, didn't invent the phone nor even cell phones, but it packaged a phone experience that people loved and incidentally created a brand identity that many people wanted to be a part of which is why they can sell phones for so much money while rarely making substantial improvements to new models. People want to be part of their crowd. Same with Tesla. The first non-rechargeable electric car was built in the 1830s. The first rechargeable car was built in the 1880s. Tesla didn't invent the car or the electric car, or rechargeable batteries, or the fancy computer touchscreens you see inside their vehicles. But they packaged it all in a way that helped to revolutionize today's auto industry. This would have happened without Tesla or Elon Musk. GM had already rolled out an electric car in the 1990s. The impetus was there. It's what Musk did with that impetus that matters. And so... What forces exist today whose stream you can step into in your own business life? Artificial intelligence seems the word of the day, but in a larger sense, digitization of life 
seems the force at play. We have moved much of our lives online, social media included. Now we want to put on glasses and see a virtual or augmented world. We want to wear smart devices that tell us about our bodies or enhance them. Elon Musk wants to implant chips in people's heads. We are building robots to be our friends. Cryptocurrency, in some fashion, looks inevitable now, whether it is centralized or decentralized. So the economy goes digital too. And as everything moves digital, there is a rising opposition movement as well. People who want to escape the city and live on farms, who want to be able to grow their own food, who think it's important that we have skilled labor to build and fix the physical things around us. How could you effectively package either of these forces in a way that would let your business expand? For instance, if you're in the trades, what would happen if once a month you held a free class for the public showing them how to better care for their homes or make simple fixes on their own, addressing a growing number of people's concerns about supply chain issues and labor shortages? Do you think this might build your local credibility? That you might get a bunch of great reviews online and that you'd become the go-to person for everybody who attended the class? Or on the digital side of things, could you package your knowledge in a better way through a course or app that would help people in their homes? Do you have some trick, some approach that others have never taught? Or could you be the first to get your knowledge into virtual reality software? Not by knowing how to program, but by networking with a software company. A lot of knowledge is surely about to make its way into the virtual world. And like those who got wealthy buying the earliest domains and selling them in the dot-com boom, many will get wealthy by moving knowledge and experiences into virtual worlds. Let's take another trend. With digitization comes increased tracking of the population. As we've seen in the last few years, we have increased government efforts to monitor the population much as they do in China. With efforts to force mask and vaccination mandates and support of these efforts by many of the large corporations, there are countless new fans of shopping local, of supporting small business. If you see that trend, and if you believe in it, how might you lead the charge locally? How might you form a local business coalition and attract more local support? While big box stores often have advantages of scale over small businesses, what if you formed a small business network where shopping in each store of that network earned loyalty points that could be spent in any other store of that network? All the stores would share the collective cost, but in doing so, might make their network more attractive than anything the big stores might offer. I don't mention this trend lightly. If you look at growing trends online, one of the biggest is the distrust of major institutions. Government, media, giant corporations. People disconnected from one another for the advantages they thought the big stage offered. But they learned that connections with people, with the local community, matter. So how can you reach out and help to reestablish those connections and in doing so, become a leader while finding success? 
Because of the last few years, you also have many more people doubting doctors and seeking better ways to keep themselves healthy. If you're a painter, have you ever thought about being the only one locally who uses paints with less off-gassing? Or a plumber who gets really knowledgeable on the best water filtration products? And are you clear in your promotions that you specialize in helping people live healthier lives? The environmental movement is also huge. And whether or not you believe global warming is caused by humans, I can tell you that pollution is. And there are plenty of people looking for ways to have less impact on the environment from this standpoint. Do you make all-natural furniture that doesn't have harmful chemicals in it? Do you try reaching the people this matters to in your promotions? These are all just examples, but real examples of watching not just fads, but powerful global trends and seeing where you might fit into them. Again, it is not our inner greatness that makes these shifts happen on earth, but we can bring out our inner desire to help other people live better lives and connect it with the forces at play, the forces that can propel us forward. Being heart-body business, though, the most important reminder of all is this. Do what's in your heart. It is not pleasant and it is not sustainable to act on an opportunity that doesn't touch your soul. Your inner genius is desperately wanting to do something, but the moment you go in some direction that opposes it, no matter how aligned you are with global forces, the moment you ignore that inner genius, fulfillment disappears. As best you can, feel what it is that you love, and then see how that aligns with the world at large. There is a place for your genius, and there is a place for your success in all the most important ways. Open to the consciousness of the heart, and let it fulfill the needs of others. In this way, you'll make the greatest impact possible and do your part in opening up a future golden world. Till next time, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. You can also join our mailing list to get alerts on our latest episodes and other tips, tools, and news. Learn more and sign up at heartbodybusiness.com.